This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, October 4th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. White House plan to boost ethanol. Trump rebuked over China-Biden remark and USDA accused of a war on poor. Biofuel industry set for a win in Trump plan. After weeks of indecision, the White House is set to announce its plan today to address the biofuel industry's complaints about refinery exemptions from the annual ethanol usage mandates. Sources say this plan will require EPA to reallocate waived gallons based on a three-year rolling average. Just as importantly for the biofuel industry, the plan will not include any provisions to restrain the prices of biofuel credits or rents. Refiners had wanted a cap on rent prices, and there apparently had been some discussion in recent days of a rebate or refund mechanism. But sources briefed by the plan say neither of those provisions made it to the final. Bottom line, as outlined by sources, this plan should go a long way toward addressing a growing political problem for President Trump in the rural Midwest. China steps up ag imports in advance of trade talks. Trump has repeatedly emphasized the importance of China buying more U.S. farm commodities, and the Chinese are responding. USDA reported yesterday that just a week ahead of the new high-level trade talks, that Chinese buyers purchased 130,000 metric tons of U.S. wheat and another 252,000 tons of U.S. soybeans. The wheat announcement is significant because of its rarity. Only one private uh, Chinese buyer has purchased U.S. wheat since China levied that 25% duty on the grain in July of last year. Still unclear if the purchases announced yesterday were by private or by state-owned companies. Regardless, U.S. Wheat Associates Chairman Doug Goings said he hopes the purchase announced yesterday will just be one of many. He said it remains to be seen if this is the start of a return to a steady purchases by China, he said in a statement that was provided to AgriPulse. In the long run, that is what our farmers need, along with good progress toward an agreement and continued support for the uh, rules-based trading system that has given them access Two more markets. Top Democrat Trump tying talks to campaign aid. A senior Democrat of the Senate Finance Committee, Ron Wyden of Oregon, accused President Trump yesterday of hijacking the trade negotiations with China to carry out his effort to discredit Joe Biden. Linking trade negotiations to Donald Trump's wide-ranging effort to fabricate foreign accusations about political rivals is a complete abuse of powers of the present, said Wyden, whose committee oversees trade policy. Earlier yesterday, President Trump slammed Biden and his son repeatedly and suggested they were a reason that China has a massive trade imbalance with the United States. China should start an investigation into Biden's because what happened in China is just about as bad as what happened with Ukraine, Trump told reporters. Privacy concerns, inadequate publicity may hurt DMC. The dairy margin coverage has proven more popular than the program that preceded it, but enrollment is still not as high as many observers expected. A leading dairy economist says there are probably several reasons, including government skepticism, inadequate publicity, and concerns about payment data becoming public. 
About 40% of the nation's licensed dairy farms did not enroll in DMC this year, even though they were assured of getting payments. All of us economists do have some of these questions. Mark Stevenson, the director of dairy policy analysis at the University of Wisconsin, told AgriPulse yesterday at the World Dairy Expo. It's kind of like saying, well, gosh, there's a $5 bill on the ground, and there are some people who are walking by and aren't bending over to pick it up. I mean, why wouldn't they do that? Larger farms may have not signed up for the program because of privacy concerns, he said. Uh, maybe large operations don't like the idea of their name showing up in a database somewhere that says Farm X got a check for this much money, Stevenson said. House Chair Slams War on Poor Representative Marsha Fudge, an Ohio Democrat who chairs the House Agriculture Subcommittee overseeing federal nutrition programs, is expressing outrage at Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue's latest proposal to cut the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. The plan, the third proposed SNAP cut released since last December, would reduce SNAP benefits by about a billion dollars by tightening the way recipients' utility costs are calculated. This administration says it cares about working families, but as usual, the president says one thing and does the opposite, Fudge said. Whether it's the hypocrisy of preaching states' rights while restricting states' flexibility or espousing smaller government while putting more bureaucratic barriers in place, the president and his administration are fully engaged in an open war on the American poor, and I cannot stand for it. USDA says the proposed regulations would replace a patchwork of outdated approaches that states now use. Rice growers woo Turkish buyers. The U.S. rice sector has been losing business because of Turkish retaliatory tariffs, response to U.S. steel and aluminum import taxes. But U.S. producers are taking a novel step to try to reverse the losses. Using funds from the USA Rice Federation and USDA's Ford Agriculture Service, Turkish grain traders were flown to California, given tours through the rice fields, and educated in the benefits of buying from U.S. producers. Turkey has been a difficult market over the past two years, said Sarah Moran, vice president for USA Rice. Although the tariffs were reduced to 25% in August, these measures still limit U.S. rice sales to this market, she said. Taste beats health in selling veggies. Words that convey the tastiness of vegetables are better at persuading consumers to eat them than words focused on health benefits that, according to a Stanford University study, researchers say that diners put vegetables on their plates 29% more often when the food had taste-focused rather than health-focused ones. Evocative labels such as twisted citrus glazed carrots and ultimate char-grilled asparagus can get people to choose to consume more vegetables than they otherwise would, according to a news release about the study. One catch, the words don't work if the food isn't tasty. The researchers found that giving vegetables taste-focused names only worked when those dishes were indeed delicious. Here's today's He Said It. Oh, and they served turkey for lunch. Around this office, we didn't even serve turkey at Thanksgiving. That Ethan Lane, Vice President of Government Affairs for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, and a long statement criticizing the Organization of Competitive Markets for a rally held this week in Omaha, Nebraska, to call for tighter regulation of cattle markets. 
Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, October 4th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.